Uh, welcome to In My Bag with Backpack Jeff, where we connect with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And today, I got a very special guest here with me today, y'all. This guest is so special, I actually asked her to marry me. Man, that's how special she is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I know y'all been waiting for this one for a long time, but my boo and Bria for not too long. Child, how you doing, baby? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Like, <laughs> Why you I'm sound so formal? Formal? Are we like being ourselves? What are we doing? We just being, we just being ourselves, just but being a lot less, uh, but a lot more PG. Okay. Yeah, good. Okay. We got we got to make sure we doing it for the audience. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna try. Right. Uh, so, to the people that don't know you, introduce yourself. Um, tell them a little bit about yourself. Tell them a little bit about the things that you do. Okay, so my name is Ambria Childs. Um, I am a ooh, a lot of things. Okay, so I work in the federal government, but I also do book coaching. I am an author. I am a playwriter. I am a soon-to-be screenwriter because now I am taking a six-month um, screenwriting course, and so I am headed into the screenwriting direction. So. I do a lot of things, but basically, to sum it up, everything that I do involves writing. Okay. Did, did you talk about this down here, this thing? Oh, yes. I, I did say I did mention I was an author. You did? You I, sure? I did. I did say that. Okay. So, All I'm right. an author. So, for those who didn't hear it again, <laughs> I am an author. Um, My first book was called Let Me Tell You Something, A Black Woman's Guide to Overcoming. Um, and it just basically was about the different things that I had to overcome mm -hmm. in my childhood, um, different traumas as far as uh, low self-esteem, um, father issues, um, bad relationships, and the list goes on and on and on. But I talk about how I overcame those things mm -hmm. and the steps that I did, um, that I did, that I took to overcome. To overcome. Okay. Yes. I like it. I like it. Okay. So look, <laughs> that's exactly where I want to start, right? Okay. So let me, let me tell you something. We're going, this is going to be let the name of the podcast, y'all. Let me tell you something. Uh, this episode is going to be fire. So when you said, so walk through us, uh, why first and foremost, you wanted to write the book in the first place. Like what was the, what was the inspiration in you that said, because before you and I met, you were already in the process of writing the book. What made you say, I'm actually going to finish this book and actually tell what's in the book well that's a good question so i've i've always um been a reader like i've always loved to read books i've always and um, that's always been a thing my mom used to always buy me books when i was younger and so i've always been a reader um and then i realized um as i got older that i had a lot of things that i could that i could write about that other mm -hmm. people could read about me. Like I had a, a, a something that somebody could read about me. I had things that were going on. Right. And I knew that I wanted to write a book because I do like to write. But I knew I wanted to write a book because I knew that there were other people who have gone through some of the similar things that I've gone through. Mm -hmm. um, but they don't, they feel like they're alone. So there are a lot of people who go through go through things, but they feel like there's nobody else who's gone through those things. So I knew that I had to write a book in order to help other people that look like me um, know that there is hope that whatever you're going through is not the, it's not the end right there. Like there is a, a mountain that you can go over. Right. You know, there is the, the, what is it? The gold at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> yeah. There is, there is another side to it. So I just want to brighten up people's lives to show that, show them that there is another side. So there's another side. That's, that's amazing. That's beautiful. And I, uh, I, I read the book um, and I think Did you, you Oh, baby. 
I still ain't get my second copy though, but we ain't gonna talk <laughs> about that on camera. <laughs> I got you, there. I got you. I still ain't yeah. get my second copy, but you know, uh, we ain't gonna talk about that here. Um, but so, um, in 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 writing the book, in the process of writing the book, what was the most challenging part to writing a book? Because I see. And I hear a lot of people are authors, a lot of people want to write books and stuff like that, but it's really challenging to know how to write a book, um, how to format a book, how to typeset a book, how to get your cover and stuff like that. Like, how did you figure out and find out all of that stuff? Like, how did you find out what to do next? Because that's a whole process. It is. It really is a whole process. Um, a lot of times people think that writing a book, you know, is something that is like super, super easy and for some people it probably is mm -hmm. um but for majority of people um it's not easy they say that 95 percent of people who start books don't finish their books wow. so they start it right they start with an idea mm -hmm. um but they never finish or they'll they'll write something but they never finish right. and so um i knew that when i first wanted to write this book i wanted to write this book two years before I met Jeff. Mm -hmm. So it, it literally took me two years to get my life together. Right. So the reason why it took me two years for one, when you're writing a self-help book um, and you're writing about the things that you've gone through, you have to have a level of transparency. And so for me, a lot of the things that I went through, a lot of people didn't know anything about it as far as like my family and, you know, and friends and stuff like that. People, some people didn't know some of the things that I wrote about in the book actually happen and so I think I was scared right because you don't want there's like a level of judgment that people people judge you right right when you when you come out and you say this happened or that happened people will judge you and so I really felt like oh man I really don't want people to judge me like if I say this at the book although it's true I don't want people to feel you know some type of way or anything like that and so that's really why it took me so long because I I wanted to be transparent and I knew that I had to be truthful, but I also didn't want that level of judgment. So if anybody's writing a self-help book and they're writing about things that, that has happened to them or mm -hmm. anything like that, um, you have to first ask yourself, am I really ready? Right. Because some people want to write it, but are, but are you really healed from it? Right. Because right. there's a difference between writing from a place of bitterness and writing from a place of wholeness. And so I had to ask myself, well, are you writing this because you're bitter or are you writing this because you really like you're whole and you really want people to like be healed from this? So you gotta, you gotta really ask yourself those things in order to be really truly transparent and really mm -hmm. tell your story and be okay with the outcome. Whether people, um, you know, are mad with you afterwards, whether they like you afterwards, it doesn't matter. You just still have to own your truth. So that's yeah. that's a that's a first step if you're writing a self help. So would you say with all of the things that I talked about in the book, would you say that you're completely healed from all of those things? <laughs> you gonna ask me that? <laughs> Woo! So, okay. Um. Okay. So okay, let me say this. Okay. <laughs> say this. Then. Say <laughs> this. Then. So I can get spicy. Let me say one thing right here. I wanna, okay. You know, backpack just spot. <laughs> so when I first wrote the book, I really was like. You know, I am healed. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good. Like, whatever mm -hmm. the outcome is, you know, however people perceive it, whatever, I'm good, good with it. Um, until recently, right? <laughs> <laughs> I realized that I was not 100% healed. 
killed, right? And so since we we on here, what we, happened we be, recently? Right, we've been truthful. Come on, right? I'm just gonna be completely honest. So uh, one of the topics that's in my book is about father issues mm-hmm. and about the different things that I've gone through um, with my father and growing up and not really having a relationship with him and those things. And so I wrote about it in the book, and I was like, you know. Every every little girl and every little boy needs their father. Fathers are very, very, very important. Right. And so when I was younger, I felt like I really, really needed my father, but he wasn't there. You know, he wasn't present. He when I would call him, he wasn't around. He didn't, you know, he didn't make himself um available. Mm-hmm. And so when I got older, I was like, Well, I'm old and grown now. Like I don't need you now. Like I'm I'm good. Like I don't mm-hmm. really need that you know i've made it thus far without you so i don't really need you um until like recently you know i got proposed to right okay shout out to hubby all right shout out to to the future hubby right Mm -hmm. so i got proposed to and then after that um i hadn't talked to my dad in like two years um and he reached out to me um because family members you know let him you know let him know that i was you know getting proposed to and he reached out to me and he asked me to go to dinner with him. And then I was like, I don't want to go to dinner with you. And like it sparked something mm-hmm. deep down inside, <laughs> deep down inside that I was like, am I angry? Like what's going on? Like, because the thing about it is when you're really healed from something, when you're really whole from something, um, the mention of somebody's name or um, when you see somebody that you haven't seen in a long time, it should not spark anger. Right. It should not spark uh, this anxiety. like anxiety, this, yeah. this, this inside of you. And so I had to really do a self check and I'm like, girl, you angry. Something, something is still there. Something that you haven't right. dealt with. And so when he asked me to go to dinner, my first response was like, no. But then after talking, to you know my future <laughs> husband he's like well you should probably just sounds just like go. a bright guy yeah i think he's bright um he he encouraged me to go to you encouraged me I'm in third person. <laughs> you encouraged me um to go to um dinner and we went to dinner and i felt anger then but i was able to speak my piece sort of Kind of, kind of not. I didn't get everything out that I wanted to mm-hmm. say, but I said some things and we had a conversation. And so um, now it's still, you know, a little rocky, but it's 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 coming, you yeah, know, together. So yeah. to answer your question, no, I was not completely healed mm-hmm. when I thought I was. Right. And yeah. that's that's so interesting because a lot of people think that they are healed from certain things mm-hmm. and. Like you just said, you know, if it can still make you angry or uh, begin any form of anxiety, you know that you're not over that thing that you believe that you're over. And um, I have someone in my life, uh, we'll keep that person nameless, but who had that control over me when uh, anytime I would even approach where they were, I would automatically feel that. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, you know, recently, the last couple of years to where I really started to kind of get over that and I started to. If you're enjoying this podcast, Anchor allows you the opportunity to show your support with a monthly donation as low as $4.99 per month. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm or your Anchor app and search In My Bag with Backpack Jeff and push support to choose the amount you wish to contribute to the growth of this podcast. 
All donations are appreciated, and we thank you in advance for supporting In My Bag with Backpack Jeff, where we connect with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And now, back to your episode. Uh, I started to love myself more. I started to uh, right. practice more um, healing within as opposed to giving someone so much power and control over my emotions and how I felt. So uh, kudos to you for uh, for you. moving in that direction. Uh, and I, I love to see that growth in you. I love to see that development in you. Absolutely. Thank so you. when you you're welcome, love, <laughs> when you um, so you. You wrote the book. Mm-hmm. You talked about some things. You um, you healed from some things. You're in the process of uh, healing from other things. When you finished with the book, you decided to go into coaching, coaching other authors, coaching other people. What made you say that this was something that I wanted to do and something that you felt was like the next step for you? Absolutely. So um, for me, when I first wanted to decide that I wanted to write a book, I didn't really have any help. Like a lot of the things that I learned, I researched on my own. Um, And so I know that can be, you know, a deterrent from people from wanting to write because you have to go do all this research and then you write the book and then that's a lot. So I knew a lot of people don't really want to do all of that. And so they don't write books because, They don't feel like going through all of that. Um, And then I realized, too, a lot of people need motivation. A lot of people lack motivation. A lot of people lack discipline. A lot of people lack accountability. Um, And so that's the number one thing with a lot of my um, a lot of my clients is that their number one thing, because I always ask them, what are the three things that is holding you back from writing your book? And one of the top things that they always say is that I lack accountability. Mm-hmm. I need somebody to push me. Somebody that's going to be, that, that that's says gonna, you got to make sure you get this chapter done by this time. Absolutely. They need, yeah. people need that. And so like, I always give my clients homework. I'm like, okay, well this week you need to make sure you had this by the time we meet next week. And right. that helps them. And it's like every week when we talk, they're like, oh my God, I thank you. I'm so glad. Like I've, I'm really making progress. And a lot of people need encouragement. Truthfully, a lot of people don't have people encouraging them at home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just to say the simple words, you can do this. A lot of people don't have that. And so I always try to tell them when we're having our meetings, like, oh, my God, this is good. Right. There's that encouragement piece. A a lot of people don't have validation. They don't. And a lot of us seek validation. And oftentimes when we don't have that validation, we seek it in places where we shouldn't be seeking it. That's why we stay in bad relationships. Yes. You know, we do things that we shouldn't do. Uh, We uh, are become people pleasers. We try to make other people happy as opposed to making ourselves happy. And then we're no longer living our authentic lives and being true to who we are. And what we have to understand and realize is that your brand, the best way to build a brand is to be truthful and authentic. I, I had a coaching session today and I was asked, why do you feel like you're getting all of these opportunities? And I said, it's because of three things. It's because of consistency, character, and humility. Mm. I'm consistent with what I do. Um, I am who I am. I'm, I'm Backpack Jeff, and I'm going to be Backpack Jeff in every area of my life, probably except for when I'm home. My character, my character speaks for itself. You have to have a certain reputation to as to where if certain people say things about you, they'd be like, nah, that's not Brie because that's not even in her character. I don't right. even believe that. Right. Right. That's yeah. when your character precedes you. Yeah. And then the third thing, uh, uh, consistency, character and humility. I'm humble. Mm. 
Yeah. Even though it's, sometimes I can be a little cocky with it for sure, but I'm humble enough to say, I know when I need to be a student and I know when I need to be a teacher. I'm Absolutely. okay with being a student and I don't have any problem with that. Like I wrote it yeah. as a last line in my poem. Um, now, uh, nowadays I drop tears to remain humble mm-hmm. because I know in an instant I can go right back. I know in an instant everything that I have right now can be taken away by some freak accident or something like that. And so I still remain humble. And so all of those things, as, as well as accountability, is one of the reasons why, number one, people don't finish a lot of things yeah. because they don't have that they don't have that accountability. They're searching mm-hmm. for that validation. Mm-hmm. And you now coming into people's lives and being that accountability and being that validation, yeah. uh, it's just a beautiful thing because you are literally going to help more people than you even realize by way of helping a few people, you know what I'm saying, yeah. write a book because other people are going to get that book and they're going to say, well, help, who helped you write that? Yeah. And people are going to be touched by the words and the way that you uh, help them write and formulate that book. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I have one client. Um, every time we get on, uh, I call, she cries. Mm-hmm. Like she <laughs> cries the entire time. And I, the last time I asked her, I was like, why are you crying now? She's like, I'm just so, I'm just so happy. I'm just so excited because I really finally feel like I'm doing something for me and not for my wow. parents and not for mm. my family, right? Because her whole, her whole thing is, um, she's always tried to seek validation from her family and especially her her parents. And so she said, finally, um, now she's doing something for herself. And I was like, that's good. I said, so we just have to, we have to maintain this. You have to keep your, your, um, your level of discipline. You have to keep writing. Cause I give you, I ask you, what's your times you're going to write? And you have to write at those times every single day. Mm-hmm. And so that has given her something um, to look forward to, right? right. And it gives her something to look forward to in our meetings. And so my whole objective is that when you write your first, first book, you won't need me anymore. You can keep progressing after that. But if you do need me, I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah, so here. That's yeah. beautiful. I, I love that. I used to uh, I used to have that too with my clients that with the people in the winter circle. Um, they used to cry during their sessions, and then it, it was like it was it's uncomfortable a little bit. It is. <laughs> it's it uncomfortable really a little bit. It's like, oh, how do I? Yeah, how, how do, do I, I respond? Yeah, I don't know what to do next. Um, it's definitely uncomfortable, but when you see their growth, it's yeah. like, and 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 a lot of times, what you ha- what you'll have to do as a coach um, is you'll have to point out their growth to them because yeah. they won't even see their growth. I, I'll be like, I hope you see yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I hope you see that you've done all of this and look at where you've come, right? Yeah, yeah. that's so true because one of my clients, she's, um, she just, you know, she's very funny in, mm. in, in how she talks. And so I find myself laughing. And then when she writes, it transcends over into her writing. That she's right. funny. And I'm like, girl, you need to keep that. You need to keep that humor yeah, that you have and put you. it in your book. And so she writes and like now I'm like, okay, I love it because this is really, really funny. It and sounds like you. it sounds like you. And don't you see the growth? Don't you see how much you've done? And she's wrote like five chapters now. Yeah. That's yeah. Beautiful. So she's yeah. So it, I love to see the growth. growth that's is important. beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so book, where can we get the book? How much is the book? <laughs> so the book is on my website www.ambriachilds.com um you just hit the shop tab it's 14.99 um but if you you know 
Well, I want people to get a discount from watching this podcast. You want people to get a discount? I you do. You know how to put a discount code on the I, website? I do. So we're going to name it. We're going to name it. Uh, in, in, in my bag. In my bag. Okay. Yeah, discount code in okay. my bag. So if you're watching this podcast, just go. I'm going to make sure that I do this as soon as we get off here. Mm-hmm. I'll um, do the discount and um, in my bag and you'll get like, what? I, I do like 25%, 25% off. 25% off. 25%, right, 25% off. 25% off. So if you're watching this podcast, Bam. that's why you should you're share welcome. with people and, you know, get that. That discount. You're welcome. Ambria Child. So what you going to do when you become Ambria Young? Are you going to keep AmbriaChilds.com? Never Am mind. Am I going to cheap? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, I'm starting to add you on my emergency contact. I was like, this feels interesting. <laughs> um, okay, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we we love the book, as you guys can see uh, right here. Beautiful, beautiful cover. Um just amazing. I I love the book. Um, it's short and sweet and right to the point, and it really, really hits home. Yeah. Uh, I'm super proud of you for that book. I'm happy that I was able to, I guess, be a motivating factor in writing that book because yeah, um, I definitely wanted you to finish. I couldn't wait until you finished. I couldn't wait to read it. Um, I couldn't wait just to see the level of support and the outpour of people. Um, so congratulations to you. I'm super happy for you and super proud of you. Thank you so um, much. You have so much other stuff going on other than the book. Um, you are a playwright yes. as well. Yes. Talk to us about um, being a playwright. Like, what what is that like? Who are your inspirations, first and foremost? What is that like? Who are your inspirations? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I think out of everything that I write about, I think I love writing plays. I think the most, mm-hmm. the best, because... I can actually like it's like live and in my face and right. So I love that. Um, I started writing plays when I was younger, um, and then I started writing plays in church, and then I'm now writing plays for outside of the church, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so writing plays is just it's just wonderful. Um, a lot of my inspirations, my me and my mom used to always go see Tyler Perry, uh, all his plays at the Warner Theater in D.C. <laughs> Shout out to the Warner Theater in D.C. We yep, used to go yep. there all the time. So I I love. Mom, can you push the record button on this camera, the red button? Uh-oh. Yeah, put it on it. Push it. Yeah, oh, there you go. That one go. Push it on that one too. Push it twice. Hold on. Push it once. Okay, push it again. Hold on. Hold on. Now push it again. There you go. All right, go ahead. So one at theater, Tyler Perry. One at theater, Tyler Perry. I, he's like, yeah, I I loved it because his is it just was just something that I had never really seen before done, and so I loved him. I loved um, David E. Talbert. Um, I loved Jacarius Johnson. His stage plays were wonderful, and it's so crazy because growing up, I never really saw women playwrights. Not like how I see the men, see the men. dominating yeah. that that field, and so um, I think that's kind of what also pushed me into wanting to write plays as mm-hmm. well yeah okay mm-hmm. all right i like it i like it um so when obviously pandemic has stopped a lot of stuff right Ooh, yes um when can we expect something new do you have an idea of when we can expect something new i know you have some stuff written already yeah i'll be all in your business yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> do you have anything uh, well i guess when can we expect something new um, definitely as far as playwriting, mm-hmm. um, next year. Next year. Okay. 
I'm shooting for the beginning of next year because okay. this year's real busy. It's a lot of things happening. It's a lot. It's a lot of, a lot things, of things you're a part of. A lot yeah. of things. It's just a lot going on this year. Uh, um. So definitely next year, and I'm also writing my second book. So that'll be out this yeah. year. That I want to be out this year. Um. You so I'm focused on that. that. Yes. You're still doing that. For mm-hmm. real? Yeah. Okay, the the one that I gave you the title for. Hey, yeah. hey listen, the title of this next book would be crazy. Yeah. Uh, let the me tell you something. The one it's that gonna... you're writing the forward for. Right? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. That, absolutely. I got. I got yeah. that. That's easy. That's yeah. easy. So, as far as the plays go, like, what do I got to do to like get a part in one of these plays? Is do I got to audition or? <laughs> the, the politically correct thing to say yes you have to audition i gotta audition yes. same way as everybody else right same way as everybody okay. else should i just send you my audition tape or how do you should i email it it's just or did i just go on the website yes we'll talk about it okay we'll I'll talk just, about okay, it we'll yeah. talk. Can I, are you gonna do like like if you do like the facebook live i mean the instagram live auditions can i just yeah, do it on there you can definitely do it on I there have your there. monologue and there's one that you do that i love which one Paid the one full. from Paid in Full. <laughs> so, you know what? If you actually do that one and record it, <laughs> and then I, I think you will get it. For real? Yeah, because I love when you do. I love when you do. Hold on, one. let me see if I can Come do it. Y'all, y'all got to watch one. Go ahead. <laughs> now I'm like forgetting the lines <laughs> now. Now you're nervous. <laughs> All these lights it's and cameras. Where, and... Um, this is a Makai Pfeiffer's line. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Ain't no love in this game. It mm. don't love you back. And then Makai Fiber said, I feel you, eh? I mm. do, man. But see, man, a nigga like me, man, I love the game. Mm. I love the hustle. You feel like one of them ball playing niggas, you know, like bird magic. Yeah, you know, a nigga got dough. A nigga could leave the league. But if I leave, Fans still gonna love me, man. Insane. Oh wow, that was a good <laughs> audition. That was your audition right there. This is my audition right there. Audition right Bam! There. Give me the part. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes, man. Um, but uh, okay, all right. So look, I, I got the part. Cool. We in you there. Got the we part in, there. in there. We in there. So now, uh, as far as playwright goes, right? How yeah. do you transition from playwright into movie writing? And then I want to kind of get into uh, a little bit about your mentor, a little Oof. bit about, you know, some of the stuff you've been working on lately. Oh, my gosh. Um, how do you transition? Is there a transition from playwright to movie to screenwriting? Is there a difference? What is that? What What is that? Oh, yeah, it's definitely a difference. Um, playwriting for me has come easy, right? I I, I, I love it. Like, it's just... It just came easy to me. Um, and I learned that on my own as well, right? Like watching other people um, and just learning that way. But movie writing is a whole <laughs> other. Y'all see these bags under my eyes? <laughs> movie writing is a whole other thing. Right. It's a whole other thing. There are so many steps because a lot of times people think that, okay, I'm just going to write a script. Mm-hmm. And here you go. Here's my script. And half the time that script is wrong, wrong, wrong from start <laughs> to finish, right? Because there are several steps that you have to take before you um you get to writing a script. You have to know how what your log line is, right? Um, you gotta know how to do a beat sheet, you gotta know how to do a treatment, then you get to your script. But before you can even get to your script, you gotta go through all of those steps. And all of those steps gotta be perfect. Are hard. Uh, yeah. 
It's so hard. I, and I think gotta, we really take it for granted. Watching the, a movie. Yeah, we we we. <laughs> yeah, we go, we, listen, we go to the movies and we see a movie and we like, oh yeah, after two hours, okay, that was good. And we walk out, but y'all don't know the hours. First of all, starting with the writer, y'all don't know the hours it takes to even write that movie, and then. I mean, I don't want to get ahead, but then going into production and then y'all filming it, that's a whole nother. It is. That's all, it's just a it whole is. lot. I, I, I remember I, I was a star for like eight hours. It took us eight hours to film a 45 minute commercial, go, 45 babe. second commercial. Yeah. Eight hours to record a 45 second commercial. There was yeah. like three different scenes, three different uh, places that we were at. Yeah. And it took us forever ever like yeah. and it was a basketball commercial so like i had to get the dribble yeah. right and stuff like that and i had to it was like dunk it okay dunk it again and then we they had to put baby powder on the rim so when yeah. i dunked it it like like yeah. that stuff like it's that gotta so, be perfect and continuity it, yeah, yeah absolutely um it was a it, Shout it was out a to my baby he was in a in, in a movie a couple of weeks ago you know, boo boo was i yes remember you was outside oh yeah i was in a movie yeah i i, I was and i am in a movie i'm sorry i be doing so much stuff you know it's it's hard to keep up yeah i am um, I'm in the uh, I'm in the intro of of a of a movie. I can't remember what the movie is called, but I just be doing stuff, y'all. You do. And you wake up and somebody say you want to be in this. Oh yeah, I'll be in it and forget about it the next day. Literally just yeah. forget about it. Um. So mm. your uh. So so there is a difference between uh screenwriting and playwriting. Um. We we obviously are aware of that now. Yes. Huge um, difference. What made you say that screenwriting was next for me? Honestly, I didn't never, I never thought that. Um, so it's crazy. I used to, I was in school in college to be an actress. I went to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York City. I wanted to be an actress really, really bad, like mm. when I was younger. Um, but then when I got in school, um, the school was predominantly white and it was like seven of us black girls. And that had been the most uh, black women that had ever been in the school in one class in the history of the school wow so we all you know being there we had to learn scenes we had to learn plays we had to learn a lot of different things and so I remember our graduating scene that we had to do they gave us the option to choose our scene and I can't remember what the scene was that we chose but I remember the scene was when after we told them what we wanted to do they said no we want you guys to do for color girls now for color girls is a great script it was a great movie. It's a great everything. But the fact that they thought that for color girls was the only thing that we could do for our graduating scene really right. like made me upset yeah. deep down inside. And I'm like, well, I think that people think that black people can only do little things or do small things, or we right. don't have the capability to do great things. And so that kind of, took away like my love for acting mm-hmm. and put it into wanting to actually write and be the creator and, and, right. and write and these change things and give and people change. opportunities. Yeah. And give people opportunities uh, to be in things other than for color girls. Yeah. Not that that's not a great play, but we can do more than that. Yeah. I, de- I definitely, I definitely agree with you. And that is, that's, that's how you make that change is mm-hmm. being a part of the action. Absolutely. You know, um, I remember there was a uh, there was a particular scene that you did in uh, in your favorite in one of your favorite movies. <laughs> there was a particular scene y'all that you did in one of your favorite movies. Can you talk to us? <laughs> can you talk to us about this scene and what movie this was? Oh, she as soon as I seen I seen it one time and then she deleted the. T- <laughs> so being in um, 
being in college, we had to do a film. So we took film class, and uh-huh. we had to do a film scene. It was uh, two people mm-hmm. on each film. And so the film that we did was Love and Basketball, which is actually one of my favorite movies, oh, Love and Basketball. And we did that scene. And I thought, like, I was like, man, like, I'm doing something wonderful. And then after I looked back on it years later, I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a ball player. (laughs) I was like, why is this on YouTube? And it's so crazy. (laughs) It's so crazy because you pulled it up (laughs) one day. Like, oh no, I think we you were watching Love and Basketball on TV, Uh and then you was like, look, babe. <laughs> Look, this is you. It's you. And I was like, what? I didn't even know you had found that scene on YouTube. I can't even remember how I found I don't it. Know. I think I might have just typed your name in YouTube. I think you did. You was Googling me. <laughs> and then popped up. And you like put it out there. I was like, oh my God, he didn't found this. And I deleted it. I mean, I still have the little CD ROM at home somewhere, but. Yeah, Why after that, it, though? I want to see it again. If you're, if it I still, that, I still if it was got easy for you to Google that. I don't want nobody to Google my name and find the first thing that pop up was loving basketball. <laughs> Shout out to my partner; he was, he was great. Yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs> my old stuff is still up on YouTube. You gotta, you gotta see the growth and the progression of a person. They're going to see it when I'm ready to show it. I don't want nobody. But they're not going to see your beginning, though. They're only going to see your end. Well, I want to see it. That's the best part. <laughs> that scene was atrocious. <laughs> oh, goodness. Do you remember the lines? I'm a, a, I'm a ball player. <laughs> what did she say? If anybody knows what it's like to go to the league, it would be me. Something like that. I can't remember. It was like over 12, 10 years ago. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, that Such was my a, first taste of film, mm. and I enjoyed it at that time. You enjoyed yeah, it? I, I did enjoy it. It was, okay. it was great. I learned a lot being at that school, a That's whole good. lot. That's Not good. just about film, but about myself as well. Yeah, okay. We're, and we're, we're, we're going to get there okay. uh, as well, because I definitely want to talk about that too. Uh, but so to continue with the, uh, with the screenwriting, um, you, have a, you have a mentor. I do. Um, some people may know her. Uh, you might have heard her name or something like that somewhere um she might be you know pretty pretty big deal or something like that you know um (laughs) tell us about this fantastic wonderful mentor that you have yeah so so shout out to my mentor um Presta Smallwood she is the epitome of black girls rock right Mm -hmm. um she started off a school teacher right um 20 years ago she was on bed rest Put on bed rest because she was pregnant and she was having different things going on with that. And so they put her on bed rest. And when she was on bed rest, she started writing books. And she turned the one book that she had into a multi-million dollar publishing company, right? Then she took the first book and um, turned it into a movie. And she started her production company. It's called Megamind um, Media. And now she is doing all of these wonderful things in Hollywood. And she's just she's just amazing. She's just an amazing person, not just um, for what she's done for a lot of people, but for who she is. She's just a genuine. Right. Sweet. She, she really is. Yeah, she person. she really is. She um, she is a part of 
a lot of the movies, the BET Her series. Yeah. Yes, the BET Her Health Initiatives mm-hmm. that BET has started um, just to highlight the different things that women go through, um, uh, breast cancer, vitiligo, um, mental health um, issues, and, and they're highlighting that. Yeah, absolutely. It's that's it's absolutely wonderful because I uh, I'm I'm glad that I I number one I met her through you, uh, so it was really really nice to meet her. Um, yeah. And uh, just to how how important is it for you to have that mentor relationship? It's really important because for me I'm a person and you know this because I, that's why I thank God for you too. Um, because you have definitely pushed me right in a lot of areas of my life. And so when it comes to writing, um, move, uh, screenwriting and movies and um, being an author and things like that, she has definitely pushed me. Um, I joined her uh, I joined her mentor program two years ago and she definitely gave me a lot of uh, tips and tricks and different things about how to write a book and to be more confident and, and what you're writing. And she's definitely been a good accountability partner. And then now I'm in her mentee uh, program for screenwriting and it has been amazing. She's like literally gives us a PhD and how to write movies. And so she's just, she's just absolutely, absolutely amazing. And yeah, I definitely would not be writing movies if it was not for her. That's amazing. That is beautiful. So what's the what what's the name of the mentee program? Just in case any, somebody who's watching this wants to be a screenwriter and they want to um, join a group that can help them accomplish those things. Definitely. So if you just go to Tressa, TressaAzarell.com, um, T-R-E-S-S-A-A-Z-A-R-E-L. One more time. Um, dot com. Uh-huh. Azarel, A-Z-A-R-E-L.com, and you can look on there. And also, um, if you just uh, follow her on Instagram, it's CEO Azarel. So okay. CEO Azarel. Um, and she's definitely always talking about it. Um, yeah, she's, she's, she's amazing. She is. She absolutely is. So uh, over the past couple of weeks, you have been... Uh, working with Tressa um, yes. on on set. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us about some of the people that you were working with and got an opportunity to meet yeah. over the last couple of days and then what you all were working on, uh, if you can talk about it. Abs- um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I could just uh, say a little little something. Um, so, yeah, so right now um, she's filming the BET Health Initiatives. Um, Two of them are on breast cancer. One of them is on highlighting vitiligo and another one is highlighting body issues, um, being thin and not being confident in your body. Um, And so those are the four initiatives and they're all being directed by Megan Good, Tashina Arnold, Lisa Ray and Tori Naughton. Those are all the directors and some of them, this is their first time directing. So that has been amazing just to see them because a lot of people think that when you see somebody, it's like, oh, they have it. Like they, they know exactly what they, but they were learning just like the rest of us. And so that looked amazing to, to see. Um, and so um, basically just helping out on set, getting the experience. And that's what I love about her. She's always wanting us to get experience mm-hmm. and to see things and to be inspired so that we can keep going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's important to make sure that you get that experience. That's one of the reasons why I talk a lot about doing stuff for free. Yes. Um, we don't have to go down that road. We'll go down that road a little bit later. But yeah. um, so what is what's what's next for Brie in regards to 
screenwriting? <laughs> so right now I am like 40 pages into my script. So I did all the, the other uh, preliminary mm-hmm. um, stuff that, whew, uh, the stuff that you just got to go through to get to, <laughs> to that part. And so now I'm grueling writing that process. process. Um, it really, really is. Um, so that's why you also have to, if you want to be a screenwriter, you have to love it because it's not just about going to a red carpet and seeing your movie on the screen. Like you act, have to actually love the process because it is a process. Um, but right now I'm just, I'm writing my script. Um, and every time we have our class, we're, we're finalizing it and we're looking at it. Um, and so hopefully within next year, or the next two years, you will see something of mine on TV. Definitely going to see it. So <laughs> I know I can audition to be an actor in a screenplay, but what if I want to be like a character? I mean, in the, in the play, but how yeah. do I, what if I want to be one in like the screen? Green, in a like mo- movie in a movie right you baby or are you talking about other people no me i want to like how do i i want to be like a star in a movie okay man i'm gonna write the, i'm gonna write that for you okay you gonna write my role yeah okay. i already told you that that when i was writing something for you that remember i told you that yeah but you know how you <laughs> compartmentalize things you um so what we're gonna do no, is we're gonna move on uh, i told you i was writing something for you, so you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, we we're gonna we're gonna make that happen. We're gonna make that happen. <laughs> you definitely did. Um, all right, so talk to uh, talk to us uh, as we begin to wrap up here, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about the development of Brie as a woman, right? Because mm-hmm. um, since since you and I have met, mm-hmm. um, you have just grown into, you know this phenomenal woman that we see before us today. Oh, Talk to us a little bit about that growth, what that, what that took um, and why, <laughs> <laughs> and, and why take that step? Um, well, I think that every day we should be evolving. Right. Mm-hmm. And being a woman is, is an amazing thing. And we're always constantly evolving. And so the problem comes in when you think you don't have any more growth. Or you think you've already grown and you really haven't. And so for me, um, I didn't even realize that I needed to grow. Right. Right. Because when you hang around certain people, um, when you're used to certain things, um, you're used to certain environments, you get comfortable, you get complacent. And you think that this is the this is all life is. And so that's where I was. I was comfortable complacent. and I thought this is where life was and this was just going to be the end of it. And this is just, you know. Right. But deep down inside, I was never fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever fulfilled me. And I was like, one day I woke up and I was like, like this can't be the end. This can't be the end for me because this is just, just not it. And so when I met you, right, you were always from the, from the, the day that I met you, um, always consistent. You were always ambitious, right? You always were self-disciplined. Cause I was like, well, how can he get up and like just do all of these wonderful things and just be so like hungry for for success and hungry mm-hmm. for life and hungry for a better, you know, uh, circumstance. And so I realized like 
he was you weren't complacent and I was and so a lot of the conversations that I was having with people were low-level conversations mm-hmm. right and so when I say low-level conversations I mean if every time you talk to somebody you just gossiping with them that's all you're talking about y'all not talking about your purpose you're not talking about your goals you're not talking about anything that you know can help you grow and then actually putting work and then into actually, it yes. and then coming back and having and further furthering yeah. the conversation the conversation never ends the conversation never ends. Mm. If all you can talk about is this, 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 this person, this, that person, that person, they did, then it's hard for you to grow, right? And so for me, I got tired of saying every single year this is going to be my year. I'm going <laughs> to write this book. I'm going to do all these things. Every year was my year. And every year came. And by the time June came, I'm like, dang, well, next year going to be my year. Right. And it never was. It's crazy that only halfway through the year, you're already preparing for next year. Yeah. When you still got six months. Six, still got six months, but these these months right here going they kind of being taken up. So yeah, you right. got to prepare. Right. You have to prepare for next year. Mm-hmm. You have that has to be your mindset. Like you always have to be constantly preparing and 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 steps ahead uh, for your life. And so yeah, that's 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 where that's where I'm in. That's where my growth process came in. Tired of being complacent. Tired of saying what I was gonna do mm-hmm. and not doing it. Um. And then it's hard to be in relationships with people. And me being in a relationship with you, it's hard to not want to be focused. You know, like, how can you get around people and not be inspired to change? Right. Right. And I think, too, that that comes from me being around you and then also being in the rooms that Tressa provides Mm -hmm. is about being around other people who want to grow. Yeah. Absolutely. Being being in that environment. And when you're in that environment, you can't help but grow. And if you're not growing in that environment, it's because you're choosing not to grow. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, So thank you. Oh, what is it? Thank you. I was so nervous, (laughs) y'all. Thank you. I appreciate you. You did it. You made it through. You made it it through. What are some last encouraging words that you would be able to leave um, for the people? Um, stop playing small, right? We are not meant to be on this earth, um, to dim our light and to be small. Um, we all have big dreams, big visions, and we should be able to go after them. Yeah. Right. Without any restraints and without holding ourselves back. Don't be your own hold up. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. Well, y'all heard it here first. Y'all heard it here first. Um, and uh, before we wrap up, uh, as they say, I get to finally, I finally get to say this. We got to pay some bills, y'all. We got to pay some bills. All right, here we go. Here we go. Um, this episode of In My Bag with Backpack Jeff is brought to you by the Winner's Circle, y'all. It's the Winner's Circle. Uh, it is a community of entrepreneurs that gathers uh, once a week on virtual as well as in person. We are actually moving to increase those days, but it's entrepreneurs, like-minded people, uh, people who are interested in growing like like she just talked about getting in those different circles. Absolutely. It's how you grow. So if you all want to be a part of the winner's circle, if you want to be a part of the winner's circle, um, it is a uh, it's a free trial. Uh, we're, going, we're, we're giving you a free trial. You can try it out for a week. If you don't like it, you can leave. If you like it, you can stay. Um, you can talk to us. Go to backpackjeff.com. Uh, go to backpackjeff.com. Go to coaching, book your initial consultation. Let's set it up. Let's talk about your goals and let's get you in your bag. I definitely want every want to see everybody win. Um, this has been another episode of In My Bag with Backpack Jeff. And if you don't know the motto, the motto is always stay in your bag so you never got to chase a bag. And we out.